Hi guys, welcome to Jesse's Place Podcast Season 2. I'm so excited for you to be here. This is still a safe space where I, your resident realtor, discuss business tips, mom life, healing, empowerment, real estate, and everything in between. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, East New York, and if you know, you know. Thank you, and let's get into it. Hi guys, welcome to an all new episode of Jesse's Place Podcast. And if you've been following the podcast, you know today's episode is about a real estate topic. Today we're going to be talking about your next steps to finding a home. In season one, I gave you the top 10 myths that trip up first time home buyers. So on season two, it's only right that I follow up once you start the process with the next steps are to finding your home, okay? But before we get started, I want to give a big shout out to my people in Connecticut, especially Hartford and Fairfield, who are checking in, sending me um, their topics that they want me to hear. So I want to thank you guys for checking in. And if you're listening from another part of Connecticut, reach out. Let me know where you're listening from because it's not on my audience demographic yet or I haven't heard from you. So big shout out to my audience demographic and thank you guys for tuning in each and every week i know that some of the real estate topics just based off of the feedback that i get doesn't interest you guys and some people really are here for the other topics that i talk about but if you are tuning in especially for this type of topic thank you for tuning in thank you for staying i do appreciate it and i hope that you learned something today because as a real estate agent a knowledgeable agent is a powerful agent the more you know each one teach one right so whether you're a first-time home buyer, I know the whole process. I went through it myself, and I swear to God, I wish I had a me when I needed a me. When I went through the process, Google was my friend. I did not know who to turn to. I didn't know how to get a loan. I didn't know if I should be calling my personal bank. I didn't know about you know getting a loan officer or anything like that. So literally, I went through the whole process from start to finish just Googling everything and be, I was really afraid, honestly, to ask my peers questions because I figured it was something that I should have known to do. But, um, I don't come from a lineage of people who purchased homes all the time. So, (laughs) and, um, you know, I, I didn't really feel like I had access to anyone who could give me the answers that I was seeking. So I just, I guess I was too ashamed and I just Googled everything. So this, this podcast is not in any way sponsored by Google, but I got to tell you guys the truth. I Googled everything (laughs) instead of just asking a real estate agent. So I'm a licensed real estate here in New Jersey. I do not know what goes on on your side of the world. So I'm going to be talking specifically about New Jersey. I'll be referencing a lot about New Jersey, but this is just a very, um, basically what we're talking about is more like across the board. And basically this can apply to any step that you're taking to finding your next home. So whether you're a first time home buyer or you are a seasoned borrower, you borrow money and you've gotten a loan before, maybe school loans and you've been through the process or personal loans and you've been through the process, uh, getting a mortgage is kind of like the same thing. And if you've listened to my other mortgage based episodes, I explain FHA, I've explained the conventional loans. I've explained how to get um, home by your grants so that if you do not have the funds to uh, put your first um, time home, your first your first home down payment down, there are grants and special programs for that depending on where you are. 
So shopping for a new home can definitely feel crazy, you know. 56% of buyers said that finding the right property was the most difficult step in the home buying process. And especially right now, um, during this past two years, dealing with this ongoing pandemic, um, you know, everyone really turned to, um, you know, making their home a home. And a lot of people don't have to go back into the office. So people are looking, you know, um, especially here in New Jersey, people who work in New York City are willing to commute. So people are looking, you know, up in Connecticut, up in um, Fairhaven, uh, you know, farther away from the city if they don't have to commute. So guess what? Finding the right property is harder because there are so many people who are experiencing the same thing. So there's been an influx of people who have been trying to find the right property. Things are kind of slowing down, but it's never going to be as slow as it was before the pandemic. So buying a home is definitely one of the most significant for most of us. For most of us, buying a property, a piece of uh, property is one of the most significant things that we will ever do. It's a huge commitment, um, you know, money-wise, time-wise. It's like, you know, getting married. You have to be invested. You have to go all in and you've got to know what you're doing. Um, I can't stress to you how important it is to have a good relationship with the people who are going through the process with you so that you're not like me, that you're not, you know, quiet and timid and not asking questions or ashamed of your past mistakes money-wise. You know, it can be a little embarrassing to show people um, you don't show your your real estate agent your personal um, um, financial documents. You do share that with your loan officer, your your banker, your lender, but you do not share that information with your real estate agent. They never receive um, your personal financial information. But even still, um, it's a little embarrassing to show you know, hey, you were in debt at, at one point point or, you know, you didn't pay a bill one month or, you know, it's just very, it's kind of like pulling the covers off, you know, you butt naked. So I get it. I get that sometimes, um, starting the process can be extremely daunting, scary. You don't want to face it, but I'm telling you rip the bandaid off. Um, I always say start with nothing because at least, you know, where you stand when it comes to borrowing wise, right? So, uh, a home purchase has the power to improve, your quality of life and your financial security. So the stakes are always really high when you're thinking of investing in a property, purchasing a property. Okay. So I'm going to give you some tips, some tips and some steps that you need to complete, um, to assess your priorities, um, you know, streamline your research and basically help you choose your next home with confidence. All right. Um, the first things first, you know, I always like for you guys to journal things, write things down, um, set your goal, your goals and your priorities. So let's say that you are a, you know, female entrepreneur and you want to buy a condo. Okay. Let's say that you are renting right now. A lot of times people tell me, well, I pay rent every single month. Why can't I get qualified for a mortgage? I have a good track record of paying my rent, but they don't know their credit score. They don't know where they stand when it comes to their debt balances. So knowing where you stand, you know, I'm going to get to that part. But knowing where you stand definitely is a big help. But let's get back to setting your goals and priorities and writing things down, guys. Remember, I always say write things down. <laughs> so, so first, set your goals and priorities, right? So the first thing I want you to do is, why do you want to move? Do you need bigger space? Do you want a smaller space? Do you want to uh, move in with someone? Um, do you want to have a shared space? Do you want a house hack and have a bunch of roommates and they pay the mortgage for you by charging each person rent, right? House hacking, 
who remembers which episode I spoke about that on? <laughs> you know, maybe you want access to a better school uh, for your kids or maybe for yourself. Maybe you're moving away to college or maybe you're, you know, reinventing yourself and going to college again and you want to move closer to where that is and you found a job opportunity over there. Who knows? Maybe you want to be working from home and you want to make sure that the space is exactly what you want. Um, maybe you're tired of throwing away money, right? Throw away money on rent and you want to start building equity on your own property. Um, pinpoint the reason why you want to move. It's going to help you assess the priority for your home search. Because if you don't know why you want to move, you're going to be scattered looking all over the place. You're going to be looking in the suburbs. You're going to be looking in urban areas. You're going to be looking everywhere. So you want to find a target area. And the way to find a target area is to assess and to set your goal about why you are moving. That's going to narrow down your search. And don't forget to think about, you know, how your circumstances might change over the next few years. Are you going to be getting married? Are you engaged? Are you expecting to build a family? Are you going to expand on a family from the children that you already do have? Um, do you self see yourself switching jobs? Um, are you going to get a pet? You know, what if you purchase a condo and there are no pets allowed? You got to think about all those things. Um, a, a good thing to think about is to choose a house that will meet your needs for the at least the next seven to five years. So try to pick a home where you know that you you can thrive and it will meet your needs from, from within five to seven years. Because the rule of thumb um, usually is that most people start to think about moving after seven years of being in a place. I don't know where this came up from. I do not have the science to back it up and I do apologize. But that is just the rule. Even when we, you know, as, as real estate agents, we have this thing where we, you know, we cold call, cold call, and, you know, we call people on a list after, you know, they've been in their home for about seven years and ask them, are you considering moving? I would love and welcome the opportunity to sell your home. And it's that seven year itch. I don't know why it applies to home selling and home buying, um, but it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> So once you know that, you know, you've already established your goal, you know why you want to move, be sure to set your goal accordingly, right? So now you know, hey, I'm 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 a single. I want to buy a condo. Um I, you know, I might might not be in a relationship, but I want a space that's big enough that could accommodate that should it happen. So maybe you want uh, a one bedroom that you could convert, you know, you could use the, if you have a child, you could use the one bedroom and use the living area for you to live in. Or you might want to have a two bedroom and, you know, have a, a roommate in the interim or use the, the second bedroom for an office until you decide whether or not you want to have a family. Um, totally up to you. Totally up to you. But make sure that you are setting your goals according to how you want to live, because that's going to help you determine the type of home that you want to purchase. Um, whether it's a co-op, a condo, a townhouse, um, whatever it is, you know? And, um, you know, like I said, be sure to set your goals according, okay? To meet your needs that are going to be happening within the next, next five to seven years. Next, I want you to write this down. Determine your budget, okay? <sighs> okay, financial, I can't, I can't even tell you how important this is. Uh, a hack that I did when um, I purchased my first home was that we wanted to purchase a home that if God forbid something should happen to one of us, that the other person will be able to maintain the mortgage. Um, everyone knows that during the pandemic, I was furloughed and, you know, I did lose a sizable amount of income. 
Um, thank God, you know, we had the means to keep things going. And I thank my husband for being, you know, the man that he is and stepping up and doing everything that he does for our family. But sometimes things doesn't work out that way, especially if you are a single person, okay? Or especially if you are an older person who was retired and alone, right? Or if you are on a fixed income in general, doesn't work that way. So determine your budget, okay? Financial professionals recommend following the 2836 rule to determine how much you can afford to spend on a home. So this rule just states that you should not spend no more than 28% of your gross monthly income on housing expenses, which include your mortgages, your taxes and insurance, which I'll explain later, and a maximum of 36% of your gross monthly income on your total debt obligations, okay? Which includes housing expenses plus any other type of obligations like car loans, student loans, credit card debt. You know, you get my drift. So that's why a lot of times, especially in New York City where I grew up, um, Brooklyn, stand up, East New York, whoop, whoop, when the East is in the house. <laughs> um, a lot of times when I, you know, I was looking for apartments and, you know, I, I moved around a lot growing up um, when I was out on my own, when I first set out to be on my own, um, let me rephrase it. I didn't grow up. I didn't move around a lot when I was growing up with my family. I moved around a lot when I was already on my own. But anyway, um, a lot of times they want you to be making three times the rent. So let's say the rent back then, which is not, it's not like this anymore, but let's say the rent back back then for a studio was $600 a month you would be need to be making at least $1,800. Now, back then, I was considered a lot to pay for rent. So now, let's say that the rent is $1,800. You've got to be making at least $4,200 a month to afford the rent, to, to qualify for the apartment, okay? Not even to afford the rent, to qualify. This is how people are basing qualifications, which to me is crazy outrageous, but people in the struggle, you know, if you know, you know, and unfortunately, that's the name of the game. That's why home ownership, any type of home ownership is so valuable nowadays, especially in 2022. Lock in a rate, guys. Lock in a rate. Um, if you need access to a, a loan officer or a lender, please reach out to me. I got you. But anyway, um, so let's go back to the 2836 rule. So just to recap, the rule states that you should be spending no more than 28% of your gross monthly income on housing expenses. Okay, that includes your mortgage, taxes, insurance. And a maximum of 36% of your gross monthly income on your total debt obligations, which that means your, your, your credit cards, your car loan, if you lease a car, you know, your student loans, et cetera, et cetera. So of course the 2836 rule only provides like, you know, a rough guideline, but getting pre-qualified or pre-approved for a mortgage before you begin shopping for homes will give you a accurate, a, well, not completely, but a more accurate idea of how much you can borrow so you know like when you go on some of those websites it says it has like the the estimate on the bottom you know you know me i'm, I'm always on these websites because i'm a real estate agent i'm always like oh look at that three million dollar home and let me see what the monthly mortgage would be <laughs> but me knowing um that the rates change depending on the type of loan that you're approved for um i know that it's not accurate so do not go by those little calculators on the bottom okay um, <laughs> all right. Um, you need, it's, it's imperative. It's super important for you to please, 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 please see a financial professional. Okay. They are like the freaking money therapist when it comes to freaking getting approved and pre-approved, they will walk you through the process. If you cannot get pre-approved, your lender 
will tell you the steps that you need to take in order to get approved in the future. So let's say you have a credit score that needs to work on. Let's say you have some things that need to be worked on within your budget. Um, let me tell you that a financial lender, a financial professional, I'm telling you, they will help you. Okay. So it's, do not be afraid to speak to a mortgage lender or your bank. It's it. That's the first step to finding out where you stand monetarily. It's the first step to finding out how much home you can afford. So go back to the story that I mentioned earlier. Even though we, me and my husband, we were able to get pre-approved for a much higher value we settled on a home that was worth less than we were approved for because we didn't want to be house poor. So we didn't want to be living. We wanted to be comfortably below our means, not above and not on the same level. I hope that makes sense. Okay. So if you're like me, I'm extremely frugal. I'm glad that we did things that way because it definitely helps, you know, especially when things get tight on a budget that, you know, expect, you know, unexpected things come up, you know, sicknesses happen, illnesses happen. Um, you know, people pass away in your life and you need to help with funeral costs, just major life events happen that take away money from things that are already budgeted for month to month. And, and I, I'm sure that everyone can understand what I mean by that. So next step is going to be, you have to choose a location. Right, because when it comes to real estate, where you choose to buy is just as important as what you choose to buy. Okay, now think about that for a second. Why is it important where I buy instead of what I'm choosing to buy? I don't. Some people when I when I first was looking to move, I was looking everywhere. I come from Brooklyn, East New York. To me, anything was like extravagant coming from where I came from. Even though there are a lot of beautiful parts of Brooklyn and a very a lot of gentrified parts of Brooklyn now. But growing up where I grew up on the avenue, it was not like the most, you know, I lived um, underneath a train station that rumbled across my windows every night. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, you hear that clickety-clack, clickety-clack, that rumbling of the train stations all night. So, um, you know, anything to me was was luxurious, you know what I mean? But anyway, um, I'm, I'm far removed from that, but... The reason why um, it's important that you understand where you're moving into is because of the reselling advantage. So let's say in five to seven years, like I mentioned earlier, that your circumstances change, right? Let's say you tell me, hey, Jesse, you're my real estate agent. I want this kind of condo. It has to have a skyline view of the city and one bedroom and I don't want, you know, to deal with anything. I just want to pay a maintenance bill every month and blah, 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 whatever, right? Then five to seven years, you fall in love, you meet the, the man, woman, they, them of your dreams, and you guys decide to build a family. Guess what? You guys want two doggies and the dogs are not allowed there, right? Because doggies are family too. Um, or let's say you want to have children and you don't have space for the child, right? Because five, seven years ago, you were like, Hey, that's never going to happen. That's never going to be me. Maybe you were like me back in the day. I used to tell everyone all the time after I got out of a long-term relationship, I'm never getting married. I'm never going to have any kids. Kids are not for me. Look at me now married with two beautiful children and a doggy. <laughs> okay. So life happens. Okay. Expect the unexpected. So when it comes to real estate, where you choose to buy is just as important as what you choose to buy. So if you prefer like a rural, urban, or suburban setting, think about how long of a commute are you willing to make? 
which neighborhoods feed into your favorite schools, right? That decision for me was exactly what impacted where I decided to move to. So where I decided to finally move is the host of Blue Ribbon Schools. So these schools are accredited. They are doing above and beyond to help each and every child in the public school system, right? So that means that a lot of people do not pay for private school where I live because the schools are Blue Ribbon Schools. So that was extremely important to me so that when I'm ready to sell, a new family that's coming into my home, they're going to look at that and say, oh, I get access to great schools and I'm building my family because my home is a great starter home for a family. So I would assume that the next person that buys my home, when I'm ready to sell, um, they're going to be, you know, I have the advantage of selling my home because I live in a blue ribbon school area, area, right? So that's what I was talking about when, um, that's another example to why it's important that you, you know why you're moving, where you're moving and you're choosing correctly. So listen, there are a lot of good reasons to move into urban areas too. What if, you know, you live in an urban area and your studio apartment is just so beautiful. You've got high ceilings, a great area close to all the train stations, close to um, commuting. That's going to be a hot commodity, even if it's in an urban area, because guess what? You have people who, who thrive and need to be in the middle of things. So knowing why and how you can resell and get out of it and also make, you know, build on that equity is exactly why it's important to know, you know, because these decisions will definitely impact the reselling value. Okay. And it's also going to impact your day-to-day life while you live there. Right. (laughs) Because I have small children. So living in a school in an area that has great schools impacts my day-to-day life as well. Um, Another important factor to consider is how the area will appreciate over time. So when I say appreciate, I mean, grow in value. Okay. So choosing the right neighborhood can raise the profit potential of your home when it comes time to sell. So look for communities that are already well-maintained. Okay. With high home ownership rates, um, preferably low crime rates, but Hey, what can you do sometimes? Access to good schools is a great thing. Decide retail you know, establishments like good shopping areas. Um, and, you know, maybe some places where people want to work. That would be a good thing, too. So next step, step four, decide which features you need and want in a home. I talked about this on uh, the episode of 2022 must-haves for your home buying needs, right? So start with the basics, like your ideal number of bedrooms, bathrooms, how much, you know, space do you need? So that means how much square footage. You know, do you want a one-story home, a two-story home? Do you want to have a multifamily that you can rent out? Do you want to keep it just a private single family so that you don't have to deal with tenants? What kind of person are you, right? Do you want a swimming pool? Do you want a lot where you can just build a swimming pool on the space that already exists? Think about those things. So keep in mind that not every home, and I know that this frustrates a lot of people, a lot of clients, especially the clients that I've seen work with, find a home. You may not find a home with all your wants or even all your needs, at least not in a price that you can afford. So a lot of the homes that I was searching for within the budget that I wanted to stay in didn't have everything I wanted. I had to compromise on the home that I finally purchased, which I love now and completely in love with my home, but I had to sacrifice, right? There was no backyard. I had to create a yard. I had to create so many different things to make the home the way that I have it now. So think about that. Right. So the reality is most of us have to make a few compromises when it comes to buying a home. Right. Um, Some buyers are going to opt for a longer commute 
to get a larger newer home in the suburbs, which is what I did. Right. So my husband, even though I was still I was still commuting early on when I first moved into my home, I was commuting for the first couple of years, but I'm not commuting anymore into New York City. Now, my husband, he commutes into New York City, but he prefers to commute and, and live in a larger space because in Brooklyn, what we pay for our mortgages, what we would be paying for maybe a one bedroom in a nice area in Brooklyn. I mean, the rents are ridiculous in Brooklyn. If you know, you know. Um, so yeah, like I said, some buyers, they're going to opt to pay, you know, to go through a longer commute to get a, a, a larger home and a newer home. And that's just how it is in the suburbs. So others will sacrifice, you know, having hardwood floors for an updated kitchen. So their kids, you know, can attend their desired school. You know, what if the, the house that you want doesn't have the flooring that you want, but it's in the school district that you want to be in? Think about that, you know, that a lot of people have to compromise. So if you're going to be faced with a tough choice about how or what to compromise in your home search, make sure that you return to step one. What were your original goals and motivations for moving? Always remind yourself of your true priorities and why, okay? Because that's going to give you the clarity that you need to push forward and make an offer on that house, okay? Make an offer. Make the offer. <laughs> okay, next up, meet with the real estate agent, okay? Meet with us, okay? We get paid on the sale of your home. Um, here in New Jersey, um, I get paid on the sale of the home. I, you do not pay me uh, to go house hunting with you. I get paid on the sale of the home by the seller, okay? So a good real estate agent can remove a lot of the stress, okay? Um, I wish that I had enough balls and that I was more confident when it came to the home search. I was really timid and scared to ask questions because I thought that it was these were things that I want that I should know. Don't be me. Ask your real estate agent questions. That's what they are there for. <sighs> okay. And no one has more access to like what's really for sale because a lot of time websites keep up homes for sale that are no longer for sale. Okay. Um, so the person who's gonna have the most information about the homes are your real estate agent. Okay, so from setting goals to securing a loan to selecting the best neighborhood to meet your needs, a real estate agent is going to be able to help you with that. If you tell a real estate agent exactly what you want, okay, you might have to compromise on a thing or two, but for the most part, they're going to tell you where you can find it and how much it's going to cost you. But knowing how much you're pre-approved for helps the real estate agent keep you within your budget, okay? Because we need to know what you're shopping for. <clears throat> Next, but not least... um. We get notified um, anytime a new home comes on the market. So we'll know before the market, um, before it even hits the market, when the house is available. So that's another good reason why to contact a real estate agent, okay? <sighs> okay, so, and like, you you know, it's ex I know that people think it's expensive, but the good news is that real estate agents represent you through the entire home buying process at no cost to you. That's, that's the, to me, that's like the best thing. The home seller pays a buyer's agent's fee at closing. So you benefit from our time, experience, and expertise without paying a dime. Okay. And that's the reason why 80% of buyers choose to purchase their home with the help of an agent. Okay. But listen, it's never too early to start the process with a real estate agent. It is never too early to start the process with a home loan officer. It is never too early to to find out where you stand home-wise, okay, guys? So I really want you, if you are interested this year, I'm telling you, time is of the essence. If you are interested this year in making 2022 the year that you at least start the process of home ownership, start now. 
There are a couple recurring costs that I want you to keep in mind when you are thinking of purchasing a new home. Remember, you have to consider when you're when you're starting your budget with your financial advisor or you're, you go to a mortgage lender, remember, remember that you might have to pay a homeowner's association fee. If you live in a in an area like myself where I pay a homeowner's association fee, okay, where I have access to tennis, pool, et cetera, et cetera. If you don't, these are other home um, recurring costs that you should keep in mind. Property taxes, those add thousands of dollars to the final bill, okay? But over a 12-month period, it's a lot easier to bear. So property taxes, utility bills, homeowner's insurance, okay? Mortgage insurance, if it applies, and maintenance. I hope you guys enjoyed this real estate-based topic episode. I hope that you take these steps to finding your next home. And as always, you can always reach out to me, Jesse the Realtor, on all social media. <laughs> Look at me. I'm getting tongue-tied. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys to become homeowners. But last but not least, you can contact me on my social platforms, Jesse the Realtor. You can find me on my blog, www.jessetherealtor.com. And as always, guys, I look forward to hearing from you guys. And I will see you next time. Let me know what your home buying goals are for 2022. I hope to hear from you guys. Bye. <laughs> Remember challenge yourself to become the person you want to become stretch and be ready to fail always remember that the right people will value you in the right way practice humility and when you make room to speak about what exists in the present you no longer have time for the past live your life purposefully and with intention manifest stay blessed till next time subscribe leave a message, leave a review. And as always, I thank you.